Start jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the event horizon where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. And I am your other host, Susan Fox. And with us is the vivacious and bubbly Amber Martinez. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. How are you? Amber, I'm you... I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Uh, yep. She does everything. Did you look yeah. at her? <laughs> she, she's an actress. She's a dancer. And she had to be really good to be one of the... Um, one of Jason's uh, dancers in The Good Place. Um, she does hairstyling. She does, you know, she's a producer. She does everything. She weren't so, ad- you know, sweet and adorable, we'd have to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been doing a lot of, I've been doing a lot since I was very, very young. So I started dancing, because you mentioned dancing. I started dancing when I was three. Um, because my grandmother was one of those really classic old school traditional ladies and mm. they thought that, you know, that would be good for me to find a husband if I knew how to dance. <laughs> right, right. She's like living in the 50s still and 40s in her mind. Uh-huh. Um, but it was fun. I did. Um, I learned and was trained in, as a professional dancer until I was 18. And then I was using it for music videos and film and TV shows. So I've done that like forever. And I was trained in singing since I was seven, again, by my grandmother, who actually was a classically trained opera singer herself. And Mm -hmm. she's performed in St. Petersburg and all around the world. And she's like a member of four different choruses now that she's in her older years. And so I'm lucky because she taught me how to sing and how to play some of the piano. So I do composing, too. I'm a member of the Composers Guild as well. Oh, wow. (laughs) You are. Yeah, I'm like a super nerd. I love sci-fi and horror too. <laughs> I, that was going to be one of my one of my questions for later on, but yeah, I, that's awesome. So, um, oh my gosh, the changes your grandmother has seen in the world and in the world of music. When she first got started, she probably didn't even think she would see St. Petersburg. It's like the Iron Curtain thing. She'd never go there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, She went to St. Petersburg, I think it was in 2001, and she was, like, ecstatic. (laughs) She's like, I finally get to see Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they had everything shut down beforehand. But I know she had to get, like, special visas and everything in order to even perform just as a performer. She had to get all the special stuff from the government with... um, 
with the chorus and the, and the group that she was with. So that's where I started like my passion and love for music. But I started acting and being on television and film since I was a teenager. So really, really young, like a long time. <laughs> Cause I'm kind of older now, but I don't really like saying my age. <laughs> well, you're, you're definitely younger than me. So <laughs> old enough to not have to say yes. <laughs> Uh, you just mentioned that you're like a super nerd. So how did you fall into the, uh, how did you fall into the WandaVision thing? Oh my God. That's the best story ever. You guys are, nobody ever believes this when I tell them. So I got, I got, I read comics like my whole life. And, um, I also am a big national geographic fan and everything. And, and all this has been recently bought by Disney and I've worked with Disney a few times on previous projects before landing WandaVision, but I was literally, I got done, I was doing yoga with a couple of my girlfriends in meditation, and then I was on my way back, and I got a phone call uh, from one of my booking agents, and they said, oh, hey, so we have this job, and we listed one of your special skills, and I know we never book you for this, but like, are you available to take a COVID test tomorrow? Um, and if you pass the COVID test, then you'll, then you're going to be booked for the job. And I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's fine. So I went to, I went to, um, the set location where they had the studio testing, which mm -hmm. was like nothing that showed Marvel or WandaVision or uh, anything on it. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this production is. Cause it was like a tent in the middle of a parking lot, like randomly <laughs> at a random location, like a pop-up testing tent. And I'm like, okay. So I passed my test and then, uh, the booking agent calls me back, uh, later that day and they're like, oh, well we tested you and you're negative. And I'm like, well, obviously, you know, <laughs> Um, and they're like, so are the shoot's going to be on Thursday. We need you to go and get fitted for a costume on Wednesday. And I was like, oh, okay. And so when you go to the costuming department at, uh, um, they sent me to Western costume, which is one of the, oh, yeah. like what it's one of the most famous mm -hmm. like places you get fitted for costumes. And I, I usually no get fitted for around. costumes there for like CBS, mm -hmm. NBC, wow. um, at Universal, like all the big places that I shoot for. And I so I started getting really excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a really good paycheck. I'm, I'm shooting for a really good company today, you know. And so I went there and I got fitted and I thought they were going to put me in this like, you know, Cirque du Soleil kind of outfit because of like what my role entailed. And I got this like super sexy outfit with like little gold fringes and I got really excited. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be the sexy one, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, this is starting to get really more and more exciting. And so like the like 4 a.m. the morning of the shoot, I got sent like the the details, like everything's still secretive. I still don't know what I, who I'm shooting for. I'm like, OK, this must be a really expensive project because they just gave me code names. Um, so the code name was like big red that they gave me. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And I thought that I was shooting since I thought I could have been shooting like, like Clifford, the big red dog for like, Nickelodeon. <laughs> you didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, what is this big red code name? I'm like, okay. So I'm driving up and I put in the coordinates and the coordinates don't tell you like I think that they like blocked like on the Google feed where the destination was because I put it in my, my GPS and I ran it through my card and it was like oh you're going to a ranch and I was like okay so I'm driving and I start approaching the ranch and I'm like 
oh my god it's the golden oaks ranch it's the disneyland ranch i'm shooting for disney like a really big project and i started freaking out and so i checked in and i got really excited and i parked and i went over and i and i checked in with like the uh the head ad in the production so they sent me over to the hair tent and then they put my hair in they set my hair in like the rollers and the costume lady came over and gave me like a robe to wear while she was fixing my costume. And so I went over to the makeup chair and I sat down and I started getting my makeup done. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm shooting for Disney. I'm so excited. I'm like, I still don't know what this project is, though. And the makeup artist is the one who tells me and she's like, oh, you don't know that you're booked on WandaVision. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, started, I started freaking out and I was like, me? This little girl from Kansas? I'm like, you're picking me? <laughs> like, That's I'm like, this so is cool. amazing. And they're like, yeah, but you can't tell anybody until ever it's released. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a um, big deal. Yeah, know, getting on a show like this. I started this. totally nerding out. I'm like, you mean like Wanda and Vision, like in the comics? I'm like, oh my God, I better practice. I better practice really, really hard because I would be really embarrassed if I like, like did something wrong during my performance. <laughs> now, what did they ask for exactly? I mean, the hoop dance, you know, hula hoop dance thing was not, you know, it isn't on most people's resume. What did, what did they ask you? Oh yeah. So I actually took, I am actually was trained in circus hula hoop performing. I can do 10 hoops at the same time. It's like one of my weird skills that I have. <laughs> And that's and why. I, I never expected to be booked for it ever. <laughs> that is, yeah, that um, is so strange. So, that's a one in a million shot. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, they also like had two jugglers and a unicyclist, too. But you have to, like, a lot of people don't understand that getting booked for that is like special skills performance booking because you have to be specially trained to do those things. It's not something you just take up and learn. Like, you know, there's professional aspects to all of that stuff. Like, m all my hoops are specially weight balanced. Like, I buy mm -hmm. professional uh, hoop and performing equipment, and uh -huh. they sell them for Cirque performers. Like, a lot of the people that – they also make custom-made ones, too. Like, a lot of the performers in Cirque du Soleil have custom-made hoops and custom-made silks and everything. So, it's like – it's an art form in itself, but a lot of people don't know that. They think that, like, oh, you just went and did some hula hoops. Like, no, I, I learned how to do this since I was, like, 12. <laughs> It's it, it, that's kind of astounding. It, that's it peels back a whole, you know, a whole layer of the onion. You, you yeah, don't realize I that this stuff is specialized equipment. Yeah, yeah you can't exactly. just go into a Definitely. dancer and say, "Oh, can you do hoops?" And oh, sure, I can. And then study real hard for about ten minutes, and then go on the <laughs> camera because that doesn't work. Oh, I don't know. Asterisk decay about fencing. And they, and they must have been delighted when they saw your headshot, you know, and found <gasps> out that you were you're so so gorgeous. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you. <laughs> I actually grew up being teased a lot uh, growing up. And uh, I used to be bullied, so now I, I work with kids and charities that promote anti-bullying because, believe it or not, this little beautiful, gorgeous woman right here used to have uh, braces and a fro and glasses all at the same time. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, it, it gro <laughs> growing up with those kinds of things is just almost a death sentence in middle school. Holy Yeah. God. 
Yeah, yeah and- for sure. I was really teased, and I was always, like, thinner and, and skinnier and taller than, like, a lot of the other kids, too. So they would call me, like, giraffe because my neck was, like, my neck's really long and slender, uh-huh. so they would always call me, like, giraffe. I had, like, a kid that used to, like, shove me in lockers, and she got, like, suspended. <laughs> well, and now so- it's an asset. You yeah, know? I was really long-necked. Long um, long-necked women get cast in lots of stuff that where I know, right? You know, maybe it's, they're it's like a beauty I, trait. When I, it was not till when I was older, like in my in my. Oh, now I'm dating myself, and not. I'm just gonna say till I was older. I'm not gonna say my age when that I makes discovered you a this. But it was you. when when I was a little bit older. Um, I realized that children, especially in teenagers, and like people. Like, just even people in the industry sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had other actors try and tell me, oh, you should do this differently or you should do that differently. And then I'll I'll take it at first as constructive criticism. But then I realize, like, when I analyze it, that people tend to be jealous sometimes. So they bully other oh, people yes. who have oh, skills yes. that they don't have. <laughs> oh, yes. so I work with a lot of kids' charities and anti-bullying campaigns to let people know that, you know, even I've been bullied before, so it's not it's not something new or something that happens to just random people. Like uh, like a lot of people have been bullied, and so I like to let kids know that they're not the only ones, you know. And if someone like me can get can get bullied and still can you know do what they want to do with their lives, then then they can too. And so they should feel empowered to continuing in a positive light towards their goals. So, what organizations do you work with? I work with an organization called Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and it's basically like in the sign says, it means to stop bullying people, stop bullying kids. Um, and I work with a lot of independent ones too, as well. And I also work with, um, with, a a group called safe passage because I'm also a survivor of domestic violence. So I mm-hmm. like to go and help women who are also survivors and in the program, uh, for safe passage, we help women, uh, uh, progress with their lives and, and we teach them how to do their makeup and we have fun classes that make them feel beautiful again. And we provide them with, we have uh, clothing donations from clothing stores and designers and they give them like a new wardrobe and we give them business classes and we try and help them find jobs and start over again. And we give them free counseling. So I'm a big supporter of charities that also do things like that. What? Where do where, where? <laughs> Where do we go? I from thought that here? was like what, like an exclamation? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm. What was it that that tripped the the trigger for you for for being a geek? Where did you first? Oh what was your first introduction to it? I've been a geek my whole life. Um, like my my grandpa got me one of my first books I got in fifth grade because I my grandpa. Mm did a thing with me that if I like I got really good grades I could get as many books as I want so at the time before I graduated and went to college I uh I had like ended up having a library in my basement because I would always want to read more and more books and and more comic books not just that but like science fiction novels like a swiftly titling planet and and you know 10,000 leagues under the sea and I used to read those all the time I'm like an uber nerd I had like every national geographic from from the time I was like 10 a description to Nat Geo um like I would read every science fiction book I could get my hands on um I even read Moby Dick three times which is funny <laughs> it's a, it's uh, Moby Dick is really really good <laughs> 
I mean, I I, I really I love enjoyed it. it. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people find it tough going, but I'll you know, there's a reason tough. it's a Could classic. You not like that. <laughs> yeah, it's the from the first words you f- you're transported into another world, and it's just I amazing stuff. Unless you are a whaler, I mean, there are not yeah. that many yeah. whalers <laughs> reading. If so, you're a whaler, it could be terrifying. It could be a horror story then. <laughs> mm, true. So uh, periodicals like analog science fiction or fantasy and science fiction, did you read those? Yeah, I did. Um, I also read uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy before it was a movie. <laughs> mm, yay. <laughs> and I love Frank Herbert. Um, I used to read all his Dune novels, and I'm excited for the Dune movie that's coming out too. I'm kind of sad though because I always wanted to be in like a remake of it, but you know, another <laughs> another ten years they'll do it, and they'll, they'll keep. Yeah, they'll do another one. Then I'll be old enough to play the Benny Jesuit. <laughs> there you are. Oh, could you see her as as Lady Jessica? <gasps> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. My yeah, heart could absolutely totally be can. Lady Jessica, right? Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> That's it. Do you hear that, everybody? In 10 years, let's remake it. I will definitely be Lady Jessica, the Benny Jesuit. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the, the great thing about it. You know, if you, are, if you are literate and you study your craft and you keep up on where things come from and you go back and you read the books your mother read, uh, you have a foundation that will carry you out through the rest of your life. You well, know, I, I mean, even actor. the actors. I mean, Christopher Lee was like the one, one of of the very few main people in the cast of Lord of the Rings who was very familiar with the work, and he, I think, he had to slap Peter Jackson with the book every so often, saying, "No, <laughs> do it like this." <laughs> I remember watching the cartoon version when I was a little kid mm-hmm. with the, well, the, they did the for the Hobbit. Yeah, the Rankin Bass thing. That was well, yeah, odd. that was amazing. That was odd. Well, for, like <laughs> they all looked Ralph like frogs. Bach, Ralph Bakshi did the first half of it and never finished. So uh-huh. Rankin Bass kind of, who had already done the Hobbit, kind of, kind of stepped in and and finished it finished up. it up. But yeah, what a weird contract that had to have been. <laughs> Definitely. So WandaVision got nominated for 23 M- primetime Emmys. I'm super excited about that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give them all to you because a few other people had something to do with it. I wish. <laughs> but that's very um, exciting. Yeah, that's coming up uh, faster than I like to think about. Yeah, yeah, I, hope awards, we get, yeah. I hope we get Best Ensemble because then, then technically I'd be an Emmy winner. <laughs> that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So our, uh, we did get best TV show um, for the MTV Movie and TV Awards, though, which oh, was yes. exciting. So I I won an MTV TV show award. <laughs> right? Do you get a little spaceman, or does somebody else get to hold on to it? No, I, think... I got like someone else got to hold on to it, but I did get like a little certificate thingy <laughs> that nice. was like, "Thank you." I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll just put it." Oh on yeah, I remember <laughs> the MTV Awards. Uh, um... Oh, we were chuffed. We were very excited. <laughs> Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. the the two leads. I, I'm surprised that they included TV into it, but I think that's because that it got MTV got bought by Viacom. So mm-hmm. mm, yeah, well, and the overlap at the moment. I mean, sometimes, especially this year, what do you count as a feature film versus television? Because we're all watching yeah. them on on Paramount Plus. <laughs> 
I totally, I totally recognize why they like split it into two. Well, because we have streaming now too, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, so I think technically I would consider WandaVision to be like a mini series. That's what it originally was supposed to be. But now uh, we're going to have a second series and hopefully I might be in that one as well, but as a different character. Well, I don't yeah, know, because so. everybody <laughs> in the town was kind of transformed into a circus not, person. I haven't gotten like the finalization from my contracts attorney yet. But <laughs> No, but, but okay. Speaking as a fan on the outside of the thing and they can't hit me for any of this speculation but everybody in that circus was like a regular person or a shield agent or something and was yeah transformed mm-hmm. into a circus person you yeah, know the shield a, agents a, were a clowns. Shield agent that was turned into his to and transformed into a circus person so you're you could be like an agent yeah really. okay I'm, not, I'm just saying i may be back for for next season i don't know yet <laughs> yeah you might be little, because they like sound, to keep sound sneaky bit for you. <laughs> yeah, they liked they like to keep uh they like to keep the the cluster together, you know, because it's yeah, facial exactly. recognition. I mean, I'd love to be hired by Disney again for that slash Marvel Disney plus slash Marvel slash Disney Walt Disney Company technically. <laughs> well, Absolutely. And, and the fun thing is that Disney has a tendency to uh, to dive into the background characters and make stories out of them too. Well, so you never know. Agents of Shield, just that whole series was based on the background of of you know Marvel Comics. Agent Coulson, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they turned Agent Coulson into uh, into a whole TV series that lasted what seven seasons? Thereabouts, yeah. And he's like you know the nebbishy, ordinary looking guy, and he gets to be the big hero. So there's hope for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> So the difference between background and um, uh, special skills performing is background, you actually don't see their face. They're like blur and uh-huh. they're just people walking back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm actually booked on as a special skills performer. Well, and we could really see you. You were in the foreground yeah. while they were a, skulking yeah, around back and stealing the featured, ice cream truck. <laughs> it's considered featured uh, featured special skills performance, which is considered like um, a primary actor. So the background is when you can't see the person or know who they are and stuff. Yeah, so that, that's a distinction that probably most uh, most people. It's a aren't distinction aware of. in payroll too. Oh, I'll bet. Ooh, I'll yeah. Bet. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, no, the distinction is a difference. Um, because uh, background actors come from, like, there's only, like, two primary agencies in L.A., and those are background agencies. And the rest, if you have booking agents and things, those are, like, primary actors, uh, heroes. There's featured special skills performers. So in WandaVision, I'm featured special skills performer. That's why you could see me and my face, like, the entire time and me doing my whole skill. But uh-huh. then in behind me, all you saw were like people walking in blurs and couldn't really make them out. Right. Those are background. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've seen you in other things lately. We've seen you. Um, you're apparently uh, about to be an American Horror Story. Yeah. Can you tell us anything I'm, about it? Uh, yeah. I shot an episode of American Horror Story season 10 a couple weeks ago. And I also... I can't talk about that part because the, I signed like non-disclosure mm. agreement. <laughs> but and, and I did do. <laughs> I shot two episodes for Horribly. my second season of Hulu's Dollface, and I was in five episodes the previous the previous year for season one. Um, but I only have four of those five 
credits on IMDb. And then this season for season two, I just shot two new episodes um, where like I'm they're in like a coffee shop and I'm like a patron and I have like a scene, which is exciting. <laughs> um, and the AD is amazing to work with. Lon, he's super great, really friendly, um, and he makes everything like really comfortable on set, you know, and Hulu is also actually bought by Disney. <laughs> so That's true too. Prime, yep. Most of the company was bought by Disney. So yeah. it's technically another Disney project. Yeah, and, Disney um, is engulfing when, and devouring the entire motion picture industry. And I'm not seeing well, that I'm, as a I'm bad thing. For, I'm, I, I've worked for NBC, Paramount, uh, ABC, CBS, um, Paramount Pictures, Paramount Plus, Disney, Disney Plus, Apple TV, uh, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, Showtime, uh, BET. I, I've done a. I worked for a lot of stations and networks, and I'm not discriminatory. Whoever wants to book me. <laughs> um. So actually, what I worked with Randall Park and um from WandaVision also, and I just shot a project for him in NBC, for NBC Universal, um, that I did three weeks ago, and it's called True Stories. Um, it's his new show that's coming out on NBC. Um, I play Christine's sister in the episode that's coming out called Christine, and what it is is it's, it's like... Um, it's like true life stories of funny, embarrassing things that happen to people. And they do retelling, redramatization of the stories. And in the episode, Christine, I play Christine's sister. Okay. That's, that sounds like a really decent funny. role. So it sounds like you're, you know, you, you just move from one job to the next because of the context that you make as you go. And it's... Um, that's the biz, sweetheart. Yeah, you are. In- yeah, but I'm back for season two of Dollface, and uh-huh. I might be back for season two of WandaVision. So I do. I work on multiple seasons. That's that's really great. This is the I first mean, time are- we've heard somebody say that there was like going to be a second uh, season of WandaVision. That's You're not going to get in trouble true. for that, are you? Well, no. I mean, they made announces, announcements earlier saying that okay. Wa- uh, WandaVision was given green light for a second season. Okay. Whew. All right. Okay, good. We didn't, yeah. want, we didn't want Wanda have to take care of you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you are riding the wave. You are You are definitely tuned into the vibration that keeps you afloat. That is really awesome. So what questions, what questions do you wish people would ask? Oh, I mean, uh, other than doing, um, I, well, you didn't ask me about my, uh, film that won the best, the best, uh, screen, uh, the Screamfest LA word award for best horror comedy. Ooh. Ooh. Tell us about <laughs> that, please. I thought you looked it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so in 2017, my film called Dead Ant uh, with Sean Astin, Tom Arnold, Jake Busey, myself in it. It was directed by Ron Carlson and it screened at, and premiered at the Screenfest LA Awards and Film Festival. And we won the 2017 Best Horror Comedy Award. We've got to look that up. I, that yeah, I, I saw that. And I'm like, I've never seen that. You know, the, I hear yeah. dead ant and I think of There's the... a lot of blood. Lots of people die. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you kind of have to get used to that. I mean, it's it's like live action anime. <laughs> so it's so it's like splatter comedy? 
Well, no, we actually had special effects uh, blood and makeup teams. Uh-huh. So it was like actual special effects blood. There was right. no animation to it. It was like well, blood everywhere. Yeah, li- live action. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 it, amazing how much blood you can pump through a hose. <laughs> yeah, I left set uh, every day and I was like, it is amazing how much blood I had covered all over me every day for like five you, days. So you must have smelled like corn syrup for like a month. I was sticky. It was, <laughs> and it was, it was, I think made some out of corn syrup but, and it had like red food dye in it yeah. and it kind of tasted uh-huh. like, it, they tried to make it a little sweet tasting because we're covered in it a lot. <laughs> But um, and then yet it can't stain the clothes. Gory, gory films that I did, but it's a horror comedy, so it's like funny and like a horror at the mm-hmm. same time. Well, no wonder the ant was dead. It probably <laughs> overate on the corn syrup. I hear that title. I hear that title, and I think of the Pink Panther it's about theme. Giant, giant killer ants. Dead ant. 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 <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And in the international market, I think that they named it, uh, it was like Giant Ants. <laughs> oh, okay. That's strange. So it had two different titles. Giant. But yeah. Um, and we went, we had it play in a bunch of different other festivals too, but uh-huh. but my favorite was when it won Best Horror Comedy at the Screamfest LA Awards. And you were the producer for that? No, I was no, an actor in it. You're an actor in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I played like I played this band roadie that followed the band around, and then I end up getting like horribly murdered by the dead ant. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, it's, you're not anybody until you've been horribly murdered. So among yeah, yeah, among your list film. of accomplishments exactly. is producer. And what tell us about your productions, the things that you produced? Oh yeah, so I have uh, two credits on my IMDb for producing, but I've actually produced over fifty projects. But I only have two that are listed on IMDb. Um, oh, you should fix that. You should totally fix that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like. I think that you can only if they're you can only uh, have them added to like to your IMDb if they're listed on IMDb. Oh like well, they, yeah. They, the show has to be on there. Yeah. I, mean, I could list my game show stuff, but only because the game show was already on. You know, if you pay for, if you pay for an IMDb, <laughs> yeah. per, if you pay for an IMDb so pro I've account, done, account you can I wrote and produced it, a film. I wrote, produced, and acted in a film with a couple other people that won uh, won uh, an award at the Cadillac Film Festival mm-hmm. in Michigan, and that was back in two thousand and. Uh, I think it was 2000 and 2005, a while ago. That was a while ago. <laughs> mm. And um, so that was called Straight from the Files. It was like a detective comedy mm-hmm. about like a detective that really didn't know anything about what he was doing. And he was like hired to investigate a man whose fiance thought that she was che- he was cheating on her. But it turns out he was like, getting extra jobs to like pay for the wedding. Cause he was like broke and he wasn't, didn't really have money. Like he said that he did. So it's like this funny, commer- like funny movie about this, like half wit detective that follows him around and he's like eating hot dogs and having accidents, like while trying to investigate. And it's kind of funny. It's like slapstick comedy. I love the title. <laughs> the title really Straight does paint a files. picture. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know if people can see that anymore because it was made so long ago. And it was like literally just for the film festival because we wrote, I wrote 
produced and um, produced it with other people, and it was directed by um, other people. And the same thing, and we had only forty-eight hours to write, produce, edit, direct, and act in it. Oh, one of those. One of those. Yeah, those are challenging. Yes, it was. It was really like really, really challenging. Um, but it was fine. Like, I mean, we had everybody. Uh, I. It was kind of funny because I went and it was a project that I did with people when I went to school with them in college. So like we won an award at a film festival for like something we did in two days. And that was like the first award I ever won for film. That must, (laughs) you must've been over the moon. I was, I actually didn't believe that I won it at first and they came and then they gave it to me, the awards to me and my friend Dustin and Steve and Brian and we were like wow we really got this like (laughs) they came and delivered it to us we thought they were joking at first because we were like you know oh we're just some film school students um and then it it really made us realize you know that this was this was a thing for us this was really going to be something for us that we were we were going to really make it if we try really hard and and we've all made it in our own little areas which is funny so it's it's strange how like little moments in your life set the stage for what you're going to do. Like my grandma's like, oh, you're going to go to dance school when you're three. And I was like, oh, grandma, why do I want to learn how to dance? And then I, I became in love with it because, you know, I love to perform. And then my grandma's like, oh, you're going to learn how to sing. And I'm like, oh, OK. And then I got my first mentor when I was first on TV um, was in my teens and he used to work for NBC Universal and he taught me how to do like all the production work and everything. His name was Dennis Hamilton and he was one of my mentors growing up and he's responsible for me really starting in the film and TV industry. And um, I got a scholarship for school for my work that I did with him in the TV studio because he hired me when I was really young and I didn't have any experience and he trained me and I learned how to do like uh, real to real editing with like VHS, like oh my god, I'm dating myself right now. But <laughs> no, I've, I, I, done I, it. I did the editing and of yeah, stuff, those he taught me how to do things, dat so, yeah. editing and like real to real editing, and he taught me how to use the video toaster, which was like the first ever ah, graphic, the Amiga top quality graphics. Yeah, the Amiga program. video toaster. Yeah. Those were awesome. And he taught me how to do technical directing and how to produce. And I actually was in charge of running tele- the television program also out of the studio at night um for a couple years when I like wanted and I started he put me he started putting me on the payroll too um which Mm. was exciting but the first job I ever did for him was I hosted the Detroit International Auto Show with no experience completely on the fly live with zero scripting and I had to learn everything about every single car known demand and he just sent me there with the tv studio and i'm like oh i'm really nervous mr hamilton he's like oh don't worry about it he's like you're intelligent you know what you're doing and you're gonna do this he's like i believe in you and i went there and like my film crew was like 24 year olds 26 year olds and i'm like a teenager like this little girl with like a microphone and then my mom made me get this terrible haircut that looked like i was like because she wanted me to be like Katie Couric. So she got mm. me these blonde highlights and bobbed in my head, which was like terrible. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I remember and I'm like, okay. And I remember being so scared, but 
I knew just for some reason I knew like this is what I was meant to do and I just got out there and I did it and I came back and and uh, Mr. Hamilton Dennis was like he was like you were amazing he's like this is what you should do you should be on TV and film and I was like oh and that was like my test run and then I got to work for TPS television like after that like <laughs> and then I got a scholarship and I went to school and to college um, but I was really excited because no one had ever like, I mean, my family had believed in me and stuff and, you know, and, uh, and I, and the art teacher believed in mm-hmm. me for doing like, cause I used to do photography and stuff as a hobby. It's, um, it's one thing when your family tells you, but when somebody out from outside tells you the same thing, it's entirely suddenly different. It's, suddenly it's real. Yeah. And I was exactly. And I was just and I was like, oh, I'm like, well, Mr. Hamilton knows what he's talking about because Mr. Hamilton worked for NBC and Universal. And and I wondered, like, what he was doing in, like, the Midwest East Coast area. And he said he moved for his wife because his wife was like a teacher. So he like but he had worked for NBC, CBS, Universal, all these big names like his whole life. And and like. I'm really lucky because apparently he only he only picked like one kid every like four years to mentor and it and like you know and there was only like me and two other kids he had mentored at that point and everybody else he like didn't take under his ring but they all ended up having their own little going their own little ways but like I'm I took every bit of information he taught me growing up and, and trained me with and, and raised me with to to go professionally in the television and film industry. Sounds- and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. But unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago from mm. cancer. Um, so he won't he won't be able to see me uh, get any more awards. But my one of my life goals is that I want to get an Oscar at some point. You know, that's a good goal. I think so. Too. <laughs> I, it, a lot of people say that, but I really, I really have a, I'm gunning for it. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that you'll make it because no, you're, thank you. <laughs> it seems, it seems that the universe has plans for you and they are big plans. Well, you're very focused and you're, you're willing to put in the hours and the work to do what it takes to, to succeed in this business. And oh yeah, a lot of people aren't willing, aren't they? Want to be this, you know? And then, then they realize that it takes like sixteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one hour days, no sleep. Mm-hmm. You just keep have to keep going. And a lot of people don't have like the gumption for it, you know? Like the working is real working, you know? And a lot of people they can't hack it. <laughs> That's true. And a lot, yeah, sign a lot of me up for the are, rich and famous contract. No, I don't, it doesn't work that way. And a lot of people are afraid to try because they're afraid they're going to fail. But you have courage. Courage. A lot yeah, of it. You have a lot of courage. You're not afraid to go out and, and jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. And that's, <laughs> that's what's going to make the difference. I, I, that's true because there's only way to go up from here. I can't go down from here, so that's where I'm pushing up, up, up. <laughs> and that—that's, I think that's the best, best way to to sum it up. I think you're going to be great. I'm looking no, forward to seeing. You. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do in the next three years because it's going to be phenomenal. Thank you so much. And we that's don't mean so- dead ant too. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Ten out one was good enough. That's that's a that's a, a one one. I think is great. It won an award, best horror comedy. I feel accomplished, yeah. but <laughs> to, Dead Ant two, no, probably not for me. No, um, I want to do more like more sci-fi, more drama, um, action films. I have an action film coming out. You um, do. Yeah, I do. It's coming out in two months. Well, it's projected. I keep asking the director, but he keeps getting like he said he wanted to make it a four hour. He, right now, it's a four hour movie, and I'm like, yikes. Um, is it going to be like a part one and a part two? Like, there's two parts to the movie, and then we're just going to like both have two IMDb credits because I don't know how people are going to sit for four hours. I was confused about that, but. I mean, I think it could be good. I don't know. Lord of the Rings was like three hours and something minutes. Maybe he's going to make it some phenomenal take. Three hours? Well, it was three movies. I mean, you know, no one's going to yeah. book it. Oh, weren't they like both three hours? Weren't they all like three hours each, though? I'd have to look it up. Um, yeah, I don't think something it was like that. that long, they, they he said he wanted to make it four hours long. So I hope that it he'll cut it down to two and a half hours. Um, so the movie is about, it's called... Um, Bond of Je- Bond Kazuna. Bond oh yeah, I saw uh, that. That Bond looked interesting. Kazuna. Yeah, I play I play um, a bartender who works for the Yakuza, and I have like a scene where I'm like arguing with the police investigator that's trying to come in the police bar, mm-hmm. and I'm basically telling her that she's not going to get in, and I don't know what she's talking about. Nothing like that goes on here, and. I like I basically have like this CD conversation with her and then we both start like slinging insults at each other. So it's kind of funny. It gets <laughs> funny because like, yeah, like she has it. She she throws at me. She's like, oh, yeah, I bet guys come out here all the time. Want to have your company. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet people come and have your company all the time without your badge. You know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it goes into like this kind of female like argument, like with this like funny like slanting slanty shadiness to it but um <laughs> throw in all the shade <laughs> yeah shade shade to it so it's kind of a funny scene um that i'm doing with that and that's going to come out in two months and it has me and courtney palm in it courtney was also in dead aunt <laughs> ah. so working with someone i already worked with again yeah, that's and, often how it goes. Everybody knows everybody, and everybody works yeah, with, likes to work with people it, they know. Uh, and then I showed up on set, and I'm like, oh, Courtney's my scene partner. <laughs> oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, because I just got sent the sides, and they were like, here's your lines. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, so I studied my lines, and I showed up, and I'm like, oh, hey, Courtney's here. And I'm like, hey, Courtney, you have a little bit longer hair than you did in the last one. <laughs> um. So that's exciting. And it's done by a Japanese director and producer called Ryuji Yamakita. And so there's a bunch of martial arts in it. And there's actually sci-fi aspects and um, samurai fights and everything that are happening during the film, too. Because it's like um, sci-fi crime investigating with samurai. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's cool. You guys are going to like it. Yeah, I'm looking forward Um, to seeing it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. And then I have a film coming out next month uh, called Jack Be Nimble with Bai Ling. And that's like, it's about nerds who like video games and retirement homes. And we, and it involves like a bunch of comedic aspects to it. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I was looking at that. Was it, is it like the nerds are working for the home or are they retired nerds? 
No, they're like retired nerds. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I know a few. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah, that could so be it's going to be fun and geeky and, and like hilarious comedy. You've heard of Comic Con? Uh, this is convalescence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a song about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is convalescence. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking to actress, producer, director, and... Um, and a hula hoop special performer. <laughs> <laughs> you saw her in WandaVision uh, most recently. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Event Horizon here on Sci-Fi.Radio. We're so pleased to have had you with us. Of course, thank you guys so much too as well. It's been a pleasure and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, you were <laughs> you were a delight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you have been listening to episode 223 of Sci-Fi.radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for Saturday, August 14th, 2021. Our guest this evening has been the effervescent Amber Martinez of WandaVision. This episode will air again on August 15th, 2021 at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow afternoon and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all of the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website at sci-fi.radio as podcasts. Sci-Fi.Radio is listener-supported Sci-Fi Geek Culture Radio, and the vast majority of our funding comes from listeners just like you. We are asking you to please visit patreon.com slash sci-fi radio and pledge $5 a month to help keep the station on the air. Give the gift of geek music to your friends by helping support the world's only full-time sci-fi fandom radio station. That's patreon.com slash sci-fi radio. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by sci-fi illustrator Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2021 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon on Sci-Fi.Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. <laughs>